0: It's Thursday, September 20th. This is episode 5 of Sentinel World, and things just aren't getting any better. Welcome to episode 5. It is not raining at all. I just thought this was an interesting sound effect. Oh. Bloody hell, I've missed my cue. Well... I see another lightning bolt coming. One, two... Episode 5, entitled, They Also Wear Who Kneel and Frey," in which our hero contemplates the passing of time and fabric. I don't think most men have much of a relationship with their clothing. I mean, I'm relatively well-kempt. I wash my clothes, and I have enough of a sense of coordination that nobody has ever remarked, aloud, on any lack of fashion sense. But I don't really think about my clothes, beyond the basic logistical questions of what will I wear today, or what will I wear tomorrow, or when I'm really working the synapses, what do I need to pack so that I will be able to wear something presentable next Wednesday, which, really, is just "'What will I wear today?' repeated a few times. "'Women, it seems, notice clothing. "'Not just clothing, because women know I need a haircut long before I think of it, "'but definitely clothing, too. "'And sometimes I wonder if I shouldn't take more care. "'For example, when I do my laundry, I notice that, in a few cases, "'the gleaming white of the elastic shows against the patterned fabric "'like bones in fresh roadkill, and I think, "'I should replace those. I do.' I'm not completely hopeless. On the other hand, right at this moment, I haven't bought new ones to replace the old ones, so I can't just pull them out of the loop now, right? And thus are the Warrens spared for at least another laundry cycle. I notice my shirts, too, but only when I'm putting them on. And at that point, I'm on a tight clock, and it's a waste of time to go back and pick out another one. Sure, the collar is frayed, or perhaps the cuff, but I can just separate it when I come home tonight. But it goes in the hamper and goes back onto a hanger. And a few weeks later, I'm thinking, hmm, this is wearing out. But it's right at the neck, so it isn't noticeable. The worst, though, is when I'm sitting on the porcelain throne contemplating. I look at things and think of other things, until I notice that the center stitch on my underwear has frayed, and there's a little hole. And through that hole, I can see light. Because my jeans are starting to wear through around the seam. Oh, well. Who's tearing that hard at my crotch? And, if someone is contemplating my dangly bits with that kind of intensity, do I really want to discourage them? I've been doing some housekeeping, though. I actually went and filtered out all the frayed jeans, and at least some of the shirts. And I have to tell you, now it really sucks, because I'm out of clean jeans and I don't really have enough for my normal rotation, which means that all of them are currently in the hamper and unavailable to me. Wow. In retrospect, that's kind of redundant. I didn't really communicate the the interruption that this represents. I've been out of clean jeans for a week because normally that pile would get laundered now and I'd have another set to wear. But because I don't have a set to wear, it screws me up and I don't think to launder the set that I've got because I'm a creature of habit. But anyway, it does mean that I've been running around in dress clothes when I haven't wanted to be. And this is where people start thinking you're old. Also, I've realized that I don't have the same depth in certain shirt colors anymore, and that stresses me out because I like my dark plum shirts, and I think I finally need to put them out of my haberdashery. When I was a kid, I slept in pajamas. When I was a tween, I slept in a shirt and track pants. When I had teenaged them, I slept in tea and shorts. Now, I freely admit that naked is scrumptious, but I tend to sleep in shorts, because there's this idea that if something happens in the middle of the night, I want to be able to roll into whatever action is necessary. And I don't want to be standing there with my dangly bits hanging out, because when a boy makes a stand, he wants to stand knowing where his boys are. Ah, ah, what do you think? Now that did not sound like a cheek drop noise, did it? Now, I got, I got crit- Critiqued on the the drop noise, and I gotta tell you that stings a little because that's most of my ninth grade French class that is being dissed right there. If there's one thing I took from that, other than you know something about the plus que parfait tense of a verb, which of course I can't define, don't remember, and you know really can't speak unless you don't know French. At which point I'm highly literate, and you should hire me, but um. Yeah, plus que parfait and a little drop noise. But hey, hey, I've got a sound library. Well, I don't have a sound library, but I know where to find one. So, uh, yeah, other news today, or yesterday, I guess, since it is now. And um, Say, hypothetically, in the course of your job, you discover that you might have misplaced a file. And the file is basically the source code to a bunch of work. And say hypothetically that you realize that the uh, client has probably erased the machine that had it stored on there because they thought you had it and you didn't really take good care of the backup because, well, you were supposed to get an official copy and never did. And so, yeah. Say hypothetically you misplaced... Oh, $30,000, $40,000 worth of text file. What would you do? Me? I'm going to say, well, shoot, our file's corrupted. Can you send us another one? And hope to God the contractor still has one, because they may have been complete morons, but hopefully they're paranoid morons. I can work with that. That's my news today. We'll see. Well, okay, it isn't my news today. It would be my news today had anything happened. But we're all fine here. Let's see. What else? We're back into the extemporaneous portion of the program now with a clever walking-into-door noise to really communicate that fact. Don't know how long that'll hold. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I've received suggestions from the peanut gallery. The request was for me to do a discussion of the unusual habits of the common tech geek. Now, I'm finding this a particularly challenging topic, not least because I am not a common tech geek. I am a most uncommon tech geek. And you know how I can say that? You know how I can define that? You know how I can justify that very claim? It's simple. I done kissed, girl. Huh, huh. Um, yeah. Anyway, I I don't know that I really have any particularly unusual habits that have not been discussed in great and lamentable detail. I mean, right now I'm feeling particularly normal. Um, oh, I suppose as a possible hobby, I may have accidentally fixed my broken computer or at least one of the broken computers, since I'd managed to rebuild a second broken computer. So the new broken computer is now possibly not broken. However, this brings me into a region of mathematics which is excruciatingly painful, which is, of course, the negative proof, which does not exist. I cannot prove that the computer is working. All I can prove is that it hasn't failed yet. Now, normally... You get a system, and it runs just peachy keen, and you're happy with it, so you're, hey, it runs. My system runs. And then it stops running, and you say, my system is broken. And then you fix it, and it's back to running, and you're happy. But in this case, I have a random instability, and it used to hit, oh, every three or four days, and the machine would lock up and stop. And then I built the new one, and then it would lock up within about an hour or two. However, it's now been an hour or two, It has not locked up, proving absolutely nothing, which is great. So, I don't know, do I need to basically replace the innards again? Or, do I need to replace the TV tuner because this is my VCR? Or, do I need to do something else entirely? One interesting side note, however, is that I managed to get my little VCR imagig into a time warp. Basically, when it detects a commercial, it skips forward to what it detects as the end of the commercial. And then it rewinds 10 seconds and continues to play. Why this is funny is because for some reason it detected a commercial that lasted 5 seconds. So it would play, skip forward 5 seconds, rewind 10 seconds, and then it would play. At which point it would detect a commercial and the whole thing would loop. So... I'm sitting here testing, trying to make the thing crash by watching television. Bummer. And I've got Pinky in the Brain, because Pinky and the Brain happened to be on at that moment. And the Acme Lab credits are rolling over and over and over again. And it took a minute to decide whether it was an actual problem, or whether it was uh, just the system doing what it was supposed to be doing. So, in this case, I blame the, the Teletoon folks. So far, so good. The machine's still responding. Um but yeah, unusual habits of the common tech geek. Uh sorry. Unusual. No, no. Unusual, unusual. See unusual rules out porn. Unusual rules out gaming. Unusual rules out D&D. I never really got into D&D. I played once. It was interesting but well, I don't think my crew was temperamentally suited for Dungeons and Dragons. Um yeah. Alright, I'm going to skip to the one I wanted to talk about. I discovered something yesterday. I discovered something that is brilliant and horrifying at the same time. It is a Flickr group called Blank Nudes. What they do is they take nude photography. I assume it's pictures that they're taking, but I guess there's no restriction on that. They take these nudes and they blank out the faces and the genitalia. So you just have skin. It's like It it takes them from photographs to, like, puppets. It's incredibly disturbing. The most bizarre of these that I found was a woman with her baby. And a blank-faced baby is disturbing. It's incredibly creepy. Um, Although, although I had this pointed out to me by the girl. Have you noticed? Pictures of children... Take a look at their teeth and let it sink in for a moment because there's something really sinister about smiling children on posters. There, there, there's those little teeth just look evil, like they're going to get you, like they're, they're going to close around your throat. All right, we're now stepping into the I'm near the end of things to talk about, but I have another thing to talk about part of our program. I need feedback. Um, I mean, I've gotten some, which is generally encouraging, but, I mean, what should I be doing with this? I mean, the reading is kind of interesting, or should I skip that? More extemporaneous, less extemporaneous, longer, shorter, weird features. Um, Try to make you laugh, tell you jokes, I don't know, what do you want? Less volume, shorter, fewer per week, more per week, longer. Hey, should this be an entire hour every day? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't have time for that. Um, but yeah, feedback, feedback. I need words. I need to know. I don't need to know. I just really want to know. It's kind of weird because it's far less conversational. I don't really have the the gratuitous notes or not not in the same way because, of course, you're listening to this in usually a different format or form. Um Also, I'm really annoyed because I can't find me in iTunes yet, but iTunes says I should be there. It's lying. Anyway. That concludes this broadcast of Episode 5 of Sentinel World. This podcast has been sponsored by 11 Albino Martians. 11 Albino Martians, not destroying planets since before it mattered to you, monkey boy.